Hello, and welcome to the Annie Monday Podcast. My name is Colin Hemphill. And I'm Kayla Hemphill. On our show, we roll the virtual dice each week and must watch a randomly selected anime title. Thank you for joining us on our inaugural episode. We're pretty excited to be here. Woo! So last night, I did karaoke and wrecked my voice. <laughs> Only Colin, because he sang falsetto. I should not sing falsetto ever. <laughs> And so that's a good sign for recording our first episode. Mm -hmm. We're also in the middle of a thunderstorm. Yes. So so. hopefully that doesn't bleed over too much, but we'll see. Either way, uh, we're pretty excited to be here and we're happy to be recording. Oh, yeah, definitely. So a couple of weeks ago on our promo episode, we hit the random button on Crunchyroll and the show that was bestowed upon us is called Miss Machiko. So a bit of background on this show. Miss Machiko is the English title for the anime series. Its original Japanese title translates more literally to The Shame of Miss Machiko. And it originally appeared as a manga series in 1980. The anime adaptation that we watched is um, a 95-episode series, and it appeared in 1981. We're going to be discussing the first four episodes, which is the amount of the show that we watched, And we'll be discussing it pretty in-depth, but we'll try to avoid major spoilers in our show, just in general. Yeah, so the way that this show is set up is each week or each episode is different. And there's no, that we could tell, overarching plot. So uh, the first four episodes really, other than having reoccurring characters, didn't really have much to do with the previous episode. So um, as I'm talking about the synopsis for each episode, just know that they're fairly unrelated. So the first episode is about three students who meet their brand new teacher and um, start sexually harassing her through a series of pranks. Yep. Yeah, so this involves... uh, like an elaborate fan hitting a board, hitting another fan board thing to make her skirt go up and all sorts of fun things like that. Um, and episode two centers around one of the students starting to fall asleep in class. Mm-hmm. And she, the teacher starts to get really worried about the student. And so she goes to his house and finds out that he has been trying to learn how to skateboard and she thinks this is super fun and starts incorporating it into her lesson plans yeah into her lesson plans (laughs) which is really just an excuse to show off her underwear and episode three one of the students develops a crush on a famous singer and she takes it upon herself to help him get over his lovesickness by introducing him to the famous singer uh, and inspiring the final scene of the Goofy movie. It is almost exactly the end of the Goofy movie. Yes, If you've ever seen that. (laughs) And then the final episode that we watched, um, she discovers that many of her students have been bullied by a bicycle gang. And so she decides to rally them all up to fight the bicycle gang and then they end up in this whole battle royale mud pit thing yeah very strange yeah so that's the basic synopsis of the first four episodes that we watched (laughs) 
Only 92 more to go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there doesn't appear to be a whole lot of continuity between these episodes, but um, just as a whole from these four episodes that you saw, mm-hmm. do you have any kind of general thoughts about, like, what you liked and what you didn't like and, and how this show kind of played together? Oh, yeah. Um, pretty much the center of this whole show is around the males that are constantly around her um, and how they sexually harass her. Uh, That includes students, that includes other faculty members, it includes the principal of the school. And so the whole premise of the show seems to be, how many times can we see her underwear? Yeah. Or grab her boobs or her butt. Yep. Or see her naked. Yeah, so the entire show is really just objectifying a young school teacher and like validating her sexual harassment pretty much. Yeah, and which she, is fairly uncomfortable. Yeah, and she herself doesn't seem to be necessarily opposed to it. Right. She keeps kind of going back and forth between like, "Oh, I'm so embarrassed and I I don't know if I like this." And then other times being totally flirty with the students about it. Yeah, and I think I I did look into this just to be sure. Mm -hmm. The students appear very young. Yes. And it turns out, yes, they are elementary school students. Which makes it extra weird. Super weird. There's definitely a reoccurring theme of one of the boys uh, that's in the main group of boys constantly going and grabbing her boobs. Yeah. There are a few scenes where that particular boy uh, is like, getting a ride on her back. She's, like, giving him a piggyback, and he just, like, reaches around to grab her boobs all the time. Yeah, and she keeps moving his hand, and he keeps moving it back over her boob, and it happens, like, four times. Yeah. So you noted that uh, while we were talking about this, that it seemed to get a little bit better after the the first episode. That was Mm -hmm. kind of the worst of it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we haven't seen the whole show, so Mm -hmm. it could go any number of directions. Sure. But that first episode was a whole lot. I mean, even the intro itself, if you watch the intro to the show, there's full-on nudity in yeah. in the intro. So if you don't even include that, I actually counted in the first episode that if you don't include the intro or the outro video, we see her underwear 16 times. That is bra or panties. Mostly yeah. panties, but... 16 times. Yeah, and several times fully exposed breasts, too. Oh, absolutely. Um, So some examples of situations that get the teacher into a sexually compromised position, just so you have an idea (laughs) of what's going on in the show. Uh, There's one scene where an adult doesn't know how to operate the zoom function of a video camera, and hijinks ensue. Mm -hmm. There is, as you mentioned, an elaborate system that uh, makes her skirt billow. She gets sprayed with a hose at one point because the students try to trick her into stepping in front of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They fight a duel in a mud pit with a rival gang. Mm -hmm. There's uh, obviously public bathhouse scenes, but that's just too easy. Yeah, that's pretty common in a lot of Japanese anime. Sure. Yeah. This is the most intriguing to me. There was a (laughs) scene where she spreads her arms apart and she's like trying to prevent two students from fighting each other. And kind of pushing them to either side. And when she spreads her arms apart, her shirt goes wide open. Yeah, it just rips apart. 
Like, what kind of terrible material of a shirt is she wearing that her shirt would just fall apart at the slight opening of her arms? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, And like you said, the entire show is built on this and Mm -hmm. the kinds of situations that expose her Mm -hmm. or allow students to touch her. Students and other people, pretty much anyone in the show. Any males, specifically. Yeah. Um, I noted that the episodes feel really long, extremely long, and because of the lack of continuity and the fact that it's just one hijink after the other, mm-hmm. they just seem to go on for a very long time. Yeah, I noted that too. Uh, I remember we were like halfway through an episode and I was like, oh, surely it's almost over. And we paused it for some reason and I saw that we were like a third of the way through. Yeah, there's like... 15 minutes, and 15, I 20 sighed minutes. <laughs> yeah. Really loud. <laughs> Even the, the intro itself is, I think, like almost a full two minutes or so. Yeah, the intro is pretty long as well. Um, basically, my thought is that any feature of the show that I did find myself enjoying wasn't so much Miss Machiko itself, the show. It was more the fact that. This is a product of the 80s, therefore I like these things about it. So it's like a nostalgia feel for you. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's weird saying nostalgia for me because I was born in the <laughs> 90s. Sure. But uh, I do like 80s aesthetic. Yeah. And so there were things like the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a great soundtrack. It's definitely a low-budget sort of production. Sure. But... It was all done with these great analog 80s synths, mm-hmm. and that's kind of my jam. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I did enjoy that kind of aspect of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I found the music to be, while somewhat predictable, you know, the sound effects and everything, it's pretty much what you would think of with typical cartoon kind of stuff. Um, it was really lighthearted, and it set a good tone for the show, and it felt like it really belonged. But, yeah, like you were saying... Pretty simple, pretty predictable, but enjoyable. Yeah, there were especially parts where the music was more of a an underscore for the humor itself, mm-hmm. and it was more to punctuate certain moments rather than as an actual musical piece or something. So they would use these same 80s synths for sound effects. So you can think of it like the womp, womp, womp sort of, a, sort of thing. Yeah. Just kind of fun stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's definitely what got the nostalgic part of me because I watched a lot of like 80s cartoons and they do those same sort of sound effects and that's what it made me think of. So uh, obviously we've talked about how there isn't really a story here. It's more just about how often can we expose the teacher. <laughs> but uh, what, do you, what do you think of the characters themselves? Uh, this was another like struggling point for me because I felt like so many of the characters were... So one note, Um, they were pretty much just normal tropes that you see in anime. Um, So there's the the ringleader of the three boys that are um, featured most in her classroom. And the ringleader is kind of kind of a punk kid, you know, likes to play pranks, is the is the goofball. Um, But, you know, he loves his friends sort of thing. And then. One of his friends is 
the big dork. Yep. And the other one's kind of the he's muscle. Got the, the kind of spirally glasses on <laughs> yeah. the dork. Okay, I did like the spirally glasses. Yeah. Um, and then their third friend is is kind of like the muscle, doesn't talk a whole lot, and um, and then uh, even the teacher herself is um, she's supposed to be this athletic you know, gorgeous woman, and um, they always talk about her body and how athletic she is. Yeah, the intro is full of scenes of her doing, like, athletic events mm-hmm. and sporting kind of things. and Yeah, she's doing, like, gymnastics and swimming and all sorts of things. And yeah. then, but also at the same time, whenever it contributes to the, you know, quote-unquote plot, she's just suddenly very klutzy. Right. Um you mentioned how, like, sometimes she seems fine with it and mm-hmm. she's kind of flirty about it. And mm-hmm. other times she acts all embarrassed. It, it seems like there's, we mentioned it's kind of a boys being boys sort of attitude. Oh, yeah. And, oh, it's okay. They're just, you know, being themselves mm-hmm. and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's not a super great quality about about her as a main character. No, definitely not. And uh, she is way too nice to these punks. <laughs> She is. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah, even a, in one episode, she plays a prank back on the on the boys mm-hmm. uh, with a couple of the girls from the class, and it's still pretty harmless. Um, they, like, cover, they cover the boys in paint or something. Yes. Uh, and then right after, one of the boys grabs her boobs... So that you see, like, paint marks on her boobs. And yep. she's just kind of like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And, and I think that points to something else, too, is mm-hmm. that nobody cares that these students are sexually harassing their teacher. Absolutely. So the other teachers are fine with it. Mm-hmm. Some of them are even contributing to it themselves. Yeah, the principal. The, the principal is totally cool with it. But in that episode where she pulls the prank, mm-hmm. she immediately gets in trouble for it. Yeah. And the the principal and the other teachers are like, this is so unruly. Like, how could you mm-hmm. pull a prank on your students? That's mm-hmm. so unacceptable and inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Which I think actually points to a very specific character that we haven't touched on yet, which is the vice principal. Yeah. Um, because she herself is seen as the stick in the mud because she is the only character that really makes sense in this whole show. For sure. Uh, or at least she's the most realistic. Yeah. Um, she is constantly bothered by the fact that uh, the teacher's underwear is being shown or that she's naked or that somebody's harassing her. And she's like, hey, this is wrong. Like, this needs to be stopped. And why is she, like, encouraging this with her students? And the principal is just like, oh, it's fine. Don't you see how much the kids love her? Yeah, totally. Um and, you know, she's portrayed as she's an older woman, kind of gray hair mm-hmm. with her, her hair in a bun. And it's definitely meant to be seen as the detractor. Yes. She's supposed to be the bad guy in the shows. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is just having their fun. And why? Why is it such a big deal? Mm-hmm. Um, so the rest of the faculty, uh, we already talked about how the principal is kind of gross, too. He's mm-hmm. encouraging it. Um, there's one point where he's definitely touching her butt to try to push her forward to get her to take a shower yeah at the school yeah, so that like she's full naked going to quote give her new fresh clothes mm-hmm. because hers are wet 
Because he took her measurements before he hired her. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Super creepy. Uh, there's another teacher who is also all over this uh, Miss Machiko. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically spends the entire four episodes that we saw trying to pursue her in mm-hmm. gross ways. Mm-hmm. They're all just kind of creep balls. The one thing I did like about that teacher, though, is his animation really made me laugh a lot. Um, anytime he gets frustrated or um, exasperated by the fact that some prank or some other teacher or something has interfered with his ability to hit on um, the the uh, Miss Machiko, um, Machiko, and uh, he constantly reminds me of the like facial expressions that you see in Charlie Brown, mm. um, especially when Charlie Brown's just like ugh, you know. Uh, he does that same sort of thing, and that definitely actually made me giggle. Yeah, I would say also that the design of the principal is. Pretty fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's got, like, one kind of hair sticking out of his head, mm-hmm. and he's short and weird. <laughs> yeah. I, have you noticed that, like, both both that teacher and the principal, both of the guys who hit on her are both, like, the size of the other children? I don't think I'd put it together. Yeah. Uh, it was something that I was kind of thinking about is that... Um, she herself is like normal average height. Yeah. Is drawn proportionately to a young woman. Larger than the students. Yeah. Lar- taller than the students. Um, Proportionate to, you know, what you would think a 20-something year old would look like. But the principal, who is balding, mm-hmm. um, is very, very short. Yeah. Uh, and the teacher that's hitting on her uh, is... It's like Yamato or something. Yeah. He's also very short. Hmm. And also the the vice principal, who's mm-hmm. also a woman mm-hmm. and is the sensible one, mm-hmm. is she's like regular height, too. Mm-hmm. And there's also another male teacher who doesn't really. Oh, yeah. Hit, the hot guy teacher. Yeah. The hot guy teacher doesn't really hit on her a whole no, lot. No, he doesn't show up a whole lot, at least in these episodes. He's like friendly with her and kind of flirty, but he's not creepy or pervy. No. And he's normal height. Hmm. He's, like, a little taller than her, and he's proportionate to, like, adult size. So what you're saying <laughs> is that this show is just trying to say that uh, these creepy males mm-hmm. are actually just children. Like, they act like children, and everyone else isn't a grown adult who knows how to behave. Do you think that this show is that deep? I mean, <laughs> we've only seen a few. That's true. Maybe. Maybe the show is saying more than that. But it is I, something that I noticed. I don't want to give it too much credit. <laughs> uh, I also noticed in terms of characters, you know, ranging from just bland to mm. downright, like, unlikable. Mm-hmm. The three core students themselves are also pretty terrible just to each yeah. other. So there was one episode, it was the one where uh, the student falls in love with the, the idol, and one of the uh, the main kind of student organizes this big thing where he breaks into the, the broadcast office mm-hmm. and does this broadcast where he live reads uh, this love letter that the student had written to the idol, and that student is tied up in a chair and gagged. And he's being humiliated live on air. Mm-hmm. And the other two friends of his are just totally cool with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the teachers like try to stop them too, and the kids keep going until they finish broadcasting the love letter in front of everybody, and so all the students hear that he's in love with this pop idol. Right.、Uh, the only other real character that pops up is we had mentioned they get in a fight with a biker gang, which is kind of hilarious and、mm -hmm. weird.、Um, They actually get into a lot of weird physical fights in this show. Yeah, that seems it's out of place. Like, it's not like brutal or anything,、mm -hmm. but she Miss Machiko like encourages them to go beat up this other gang, <laughs>、yes. uh, and come away from the battlefield.、Mm -hmm. And so the students occasionally, basically in every episode we watched, end up at the hospital、mm -hmm. where there's another creepo. Guy. Yeah, that doctor also hits on、um, the teacher a lot.、Uh, in fact,、uh, I don't, I don't know if you remember this、uh, in the episode where the kid is learning to skateboard. Yeah,、uh, Kenta. Yeah, he's in, he's at the doctor's office and he's like tending to something in the yard, and they cut to inside the office and the doctor has another patient in there who's female. Uh, mm. Not a child, like a grown woman. Yeah.、Uh, but she's totally topless, and he's like telling her to like, oh, breathe deeply.、Um, but she has her shirt and bra off. Like、yeah. she is. Yeah, and there's no reason for that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I think in that same scene, even the doctor forces Kenta, who's the the main the ringleader of those three boys.、Mm -hmm. He forces him to strip almost naked, <laughs> and then makes him walk outside in the public, and then pours water on him. Oh yeah, super weird. Yeah, just really bizarre. Anyway,、uh, <laughs> um, I think something that did catch our attention though was some of the art styles, and、yes. we already talked a little bit about the、mm -hmm. music.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, the art style for me, kind of like I was saying.、Um, It, it kind of reminded me of. I was trying to think of like an American equivalent to it. It kind of reminds me of、uh, Charlie Brown and、um, just this really simply drawn、uh, character style. But one of the things I was noticing, I don't know if you saw this, is that some of the background characters, like some of the kids that are just walking around,、mm -hmm. their faces aren't all the way drawn through. <laughs> yeah. So、um, if you've ever like. Seen or done anything with Pokemon?、Uh, whenever Ditto copies a Pokemon,、uh -huh. it looks just like that Pokemon, except the eyes are just two dots and the mouth is just a straight line. Right, it's the same face on every copy. Yes, yes, and that's what some of these kids actually look like in the、hmm. background. So if they're <laughs> not like a main character kid that you're supposed to recognize, they probably don't have a fully drawn face, and it's pretty hysterical. Gotcha. So that makes me wonder,、mm -hmm. since this is just like that's probably like a, a byproduct of it being a low budget sort of '80s hand drawn thing. Yeah. What if Ditto is actually meant to be some sort of self aware joke、mm -hmm. about that sort of character design? It just makes me want to research the Ditto more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>、uh, there were also some fun visual gags that they did. So. The school that they attend.、Mm -hmm. If you look at the outside of the building, it's actually like the spine of a book is the、mm -hmm. is the entrance to the building, and then the different wings on either side are the the opening,、mm -hmm. the the like flaps of the book. Yeah, and it has like 
it looks like it has pages, mm-hmm. like as part of like the depth of the of the school. Yeah. And then there's like uh, the fence around the school mm-hmm. is made to look like a ruler, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there was a uh, a hose spout that mm-hmm. looks like a pencil and stuff like that. Yeah, it was. It wasn't so much in the school itself, like when they're in the classroom scenes, but definitely any time that they're outside of the school, you see a lot of these little visual cues of like, hey, like, look, it's a school and it's so school that there's school supplies made to be the actual structure of the school itself. Something about the visual style to me, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know if you caught this, kind of looks and feels like a bad midweek children's show. Yes. If you know what I mean? Yes, I do. <laughs> so not like the good Saturday morning stuff. When, sure. <laughs> when you think of the 80s, you think of 80s anime, yeah. you might think of like big mecha anime mm-hmm. with huge action scenes mm-hmm. and really crazy detailed mm-hmm. hand-drawn stuff. and A lot of dark coloring. Dark colors and mm-hmm. uh, really gruff characters and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. These are more like children's show characters. Yes. So I think of the designs of the characters and mm-hmm. the animation style kind of look more like a Doraemon or something. Yeah, it looks like it'd be very appealing towards children if it wasn't for the fact that... It's super inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Even the way that the episodes are structured is very like, what are your favorite characters going to get into this week? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which makes me kind of wonder... Oh, no. <laughs> How was this marketed in Japan? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that would be scary. (laughs) Because we know they can get away with a lot. Sure, sure, uh, sure. A lot more in Japan in terms of sexual content than Mm -hmm. in the States for young children. Mm -hmm. This seems extreme. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. It feels like it would encourage students to sexually harass their teachers. Sure. Or yeah. is it supposed to be like a, you know, Aerosmith, like hot for teacher kind of <laughs> vibe of like it's fulfilling the fantasy of the child who has like a crush on their teacher? Uh-huh. Is it supposed to be like some sort of cathartic release for them? Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think of like early Dragon Ball and stuff in, that came out in oh, the early yeah. 80s was Goku. <laughs> fairly, yeah, it was fairly like sexually explicit. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a, a young person show more sure. probably more teenager than like sure i mean child, i watched dragon ball but it was nowhere near this kind of level of oh, stuff no so. like she's never like fully exposed you know yeah uh, in in dragon ball or anything like that yeah i think overall it's it's childish and it's kind of it's super inappropriate obviously but mm-hmm. it's not just inappropriate for the sake of like being really explicit Mm -hmm. it's actually encouraging illegal activity yeah and especially in 2018 like Mm -hmm. this is super super bad oh yeah definitely definitely so um based on what we've seen at least from these four episodes obviously there's a whole lot more of the show who knows where it ends up but (laughs) would you care to keep watching this and see where it goes uh Personally, no. Um, I would. I would have to hear that it makes a real dramatic shift <laughs> <laughs> in how how the show is set up. Um, Tonal change. Yeah. All the children die. <laughs> no, God. 
in a fiery explosion. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be terrible. But no, this isn't really my jam uh, when it comes to, you know, what what I would like to watch. I would agree. I don't really care to watch anymore. And mm-hmm. it seems like something that should stay as a <laughs> a thing of the 80s that we yeah. recognize and laugh about laugh and move on yeah definitely uh i have one more crazy bit of information that i want to share with you okay because i don't think um i don't think you've looked into the show a whole lot no? outside of no, what I, we watched i i just wanted to watch it and kind of take it as it was okay miss machiko uh-huh. was adapted into seven live action films <laughs> Full length. No. <laughs> live action films. There's no way. <laughs> several of which came out in the last decade or so. What? So like the 2000s. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like sort of intrigued, but I'm also horrified. Yeah, how? Would it just be like a soft porn then at that point? I don't point? know. Because that's what it feels like it would be. It seemed, well, if they were faithful to the original, <laughs> yeah. then yes. So I don't know. I cannot believe there's live adaptions of this. Oh, yep. man. I'm I'm going to soak in that information for a yeah. minute. <laughs> well, this was a, a doozy for our first episode. Yeah, but fun. Fun to yeah. make fun of. <laughs> we, we know that the random button can produce all sorts of results. So anyway, I think that's been our show. Oh, yeah. If you want to learn more about our show, you can visit our website at anamonday.moe. That's anamonday.moe. And you can send us questions or comments to podcast at anamonday.moe. And you can find us on our Facebook and Twitter. Our username is anamondaycast. And you can find links for that on our website. We also want to thank Crunchyroll for the amazing work that they do in the nearly infinite repository of anime that they have provided, especially for their work on the miraculous random button which produces those wonderful and wonderfully terrible things. If you want to follow along with us each week, we'll have a link to the current title on our website and on our social media, so you can find those links and watch what we're watching. Uh, Please note that some titles might require a premium subscription on Crunchyroll. It's inexpensive and gives you tons of great anime, though, so it's uh, well worth it. You can also do their bundling service, which is called Verve, at vrv.co. And that gives you access to Crunchyroll and Funimation, plus lots of other great video services for an easy $10 a month. Uh, I also want to thank C2A for allowing us to use his music for the intro and outro of our program. It's really exciting. Uh, I'm a big fan of C2A, and I'm really glad that he gave us permission. Uh, So you can find uh, those songs on the Senpai EPs, which are available on his Bandcamp and on other major streaming services like Spotify. Uh, I'll drop some links to that in the show notes and on our website, uh, just because I know it's kind of hard to spell C2A. (laughs) Now we get to roll for next week. All right. And random button in three, two, one. Yes. Okay. And the anime title for this week is Magical Girl Ore. I'm super excited. The first episode is called Magical Girl transformation. Yeah, uh, I think I've actually heard of this one. I haven't, but I love Magical Girl anime, so I'm super, (laughs) super pumped. Good, good, great. (laughs) Hopefully this is a five star. Yeah, I'm excited. 
But that'll do it for us this week. And thank you so much for joining us on Annie Monday. Yeah, we'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.